0: Kick it! the state of florida threw away my best porno mag or at least it can feel that way if you're a kid these days you know you can't look online for pornography if hb3 passes you can't have social media accounts if hb1 passes both of which i support uh but we'll talk about it so it's a little adapted version of the beastie boys here this morning state representative alex Andrade for district two that is the you know basically the waterfront portions of santa rosa county and the southern half of escambia county uh alex welcome back to the pensacola morning news sir
1: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having
0: me. Hey, good to have you. So, let's let's just talk before we get into some of the particular bills. Uh opening week of session always a kind of a momentous pomp and circumstance occasion. You had uh, a lot of speeches, a lot of people expressing their viewpoints and the you know the governor also reminding us that he's running for president. So, uh, <laughs> what did you think of the speeches this week?
1: Um yeah, I you might you might not uh, fully appreciate the joke, but uh, normally I view it as like a, an away game for church for me. I'm I'm a Baptist, and um, you know when these when these speeches like are back to back to back, I I did a tally of the number of times I had to stand up and sit down to clap and applaud and stuff, and I think the number ultimately was like 45 45 times. So I felt like I was in Catholic church, um, you know on tuesday um but it was also i mean it's fun you know you, you have your family there and stuff and uh, it was my first time taking my daughter on the floor so it was oh, it was nice. a nice sweet moment and the speeches yeah i mean governor Santos talked about his achievements um um you know it's, it's it's nice when he talks about some of the stuff you know you had a direct role in and you know so that's that's always humbling and nice and you know speaker Renner did but he laid out a, a, a clear path of what he wants to achieve in his uh his second legislative session. I'm excited to go help him do
0: it. You know, one of the things, um, I, I, we've been talking about it this morning, this HB1, and, and I'm not going to get to HB3 quite today, but uh, one is the one that says no social media accounts for anybody under the age of 16. And regardless, I mean, period, across the board. You can't parental opt-in. You can't have influencers making money. Nothing for anybody under the age of 16. I was sort of in favor of this bill until I listened to the committee, and now I am completely in favor of this bill. Naming it HB1, is a. I mean, this is a big swing for the legislature, first of its kind in, this, in the nation, right?
1: Uh, Andrew, honestly, I, I, would, I, I believe that it is, but I couldn't give you the, the specific details about why. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of hurdles, um, you know, HB1, HB3. HB3 deals more with, you know, restrictions on age, restrictions on uh, pornography, um, uh, accessing it online. I think that that one will have an easier time of it because other states have already done that, right? Alabama, the for verification example. Requirements. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the social media one, um, uh, I still have to wrap my head around exactly how that's going to be implemented um, and how we we make sure that you know it's good policy. Um, I don't think that anyone would say anyone would disagree that social media has become a scourge. Um, uh, it is, it's absolutely harmful to the mental health of, of, you know, adolescents and young people. I mean, shoot, it's harmful to the mental health of adults. Um, so I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Um, but you know, when you're coming up with a new idea for the first time, just trying to game out the unintended consequences is something that, um, I still haven't really dedicated the brainpower, to just because I've been working so much on the budget.
0: No, that makes sense. And I I, I also have cautions, even though I I think I love so much the goal that, you know, I'm willing to forgive it for some of the mechanics. And, you know, this is weirdly one of those cases where I'm willing to try something rather than continuing to do nothing. Um, But, yeah, I'm with you, and I have those concerns. I think the bill will probably evolve significantly as it goes through uh committees one of the things that uh, we've been talking quite a bit about and this is of course related to stuff that you're working on in the legislature the disp- disposition of the former baptist hospital property you have been one of the key players uh D- D- doug and Broxton, senator Broxon has been one of the key players in arranging funding for this the way i understand it is eight million dollars but that's contingent on the mayor actually promising to use the money to demolish the building right
1: well, no, not promising to demolish the building even. Um, and, I, and I think Senator Braxton and I are, um, I mean, we're on the same page as far as we're, we're still going to work on trying to get funding. Unfortunately, the, the appropriation as it was submitted um, to, to the legislature from the city, um, I, I could not in good conscience go pursue that form. Uh, with the city refusing to say they're going to actually just take possession of the land. I don't care what they do with the land. Demolish buildings, don't demolish buildings, dedicate the full funding to just landscaping. If they think that's the best use of the land, go do that. I don't care about that. But you're asking the state to be first money in and contribute 50% of the overall cost to demolish um, those buildings that's been estimated, and you refuse to just tell me, look me in the eye and say... Yes, I'm committed if you get this money to taking possession of the land. Um, I don't care how else you structure the other 50 percent, but you're asking the state to take on 50 percent and you're still reserving the right just to walk away and act like the state cares more than the city about this project. if, if I, I am confident in saying if the county was the one pursuing this project, the county would have already committed to me. The, the, made the simple commitment of saying, "Yeah, if you get us eight million dollars, we'll take possession of the land." Um, you know, there's it, it's not a very hard requirement or request, and it's one that I need to be a good taxpayer, you know, a good steward of taxpayer dollar at my level. Um, it's also one that I need to make sure that I'm never caught out as a liar, you know, with my colleagues in the legislature. So, because of that, I can't pursue that form, um, that uh, project appropriation request. Um, but that doesn't mean that Senator Broxon and I aren't dedicated to getting funding. Um, I think we will still get funding. It'll just be a slightly different, slightly more difficult route.
0: Okay. Well, let's come back to this in just a second because what you said is pretty significant, if I hear you properly, for District 2. Okay, so on the Baptist deal, the, what I hear you saying is as follows. Um, the state, you and Senator Broxton, can get $8 million if Mayor Reeves commits to acquiring the property with that money. Whatever he does with the property is up to the city. They don't have to promise to demolish it, but they do have to promise to acquire the property with that money. That would, my interpretation, mean that the letter of intent signed by Baptist in the city is not adequate yet. The mayor has not yet said that satisfactorily to your ears. And unless he says that, you you can't run the current version of the request. Um, and that's what we're basically waiting on before you can get the money for the city. Did I, am I basically right about that?
1: Well, well the, the one caveat is um, that I think we're still going to be pursuing money. I've already talked to Senator Broxson about this. We're still pursuing some funding. It'll just be you know more, more disjointed in that pursuit. But, yeah, uh, on the front end, yes, the mayor could take out a pink crayon right on a kitchen napkin, say, I will take the land, if the state funds seven, $8 million in the budget for acquiring the land. And that would be satisfactory, but uh, there's, there's, I think like a, a, hang up in, um, you know, the negotiation style where, you know, if, if your only tactic is you're the one most willing to walk away well, that's not a good tactic when you're procuring state funds. I need to know that you actually care about the project. I don't care that you're trying to go squeeze more out of the county than you're willing to give from the city. I don't care that you're trying to squeeze more out of Baptist than you're trying to, like, fund out of the city. Um, I only care that if I give you 50% of the whole cost, you're actually going to do the project. I don't. I don't want to be wasting my time when I have hundreds of other people asking me for funds and they're willing to commit to actually using the funds for their intended purpose.
0: And I I assume you've conveyed this problem to the mayor directly. I I mean, I would assume, based on everything I know about you, that you've not come on the radio and make this announcement uh, as as a form of negotiating or demanding. This is something you've obviously covered with him, and somehow in this process he hasn't hasn't answered you satisfactorily.
1: The first meeting we had on this was late May, early June in 2023. Um, And I said at that meeting, well, this is all contingent on the city owning the land. Your CDBG funding in $5 million, you, you, it's contingent on uh, your ability to spend that. Is contingent upon you owning the land. So just, yeah, get me an MOU or a letter of intent that says you're going to own land if we get you this money, and we'll go get you the money. And then July, August, September, October, November, December, now we're in January, and I still don't have a one-sentence if-then statement from the city.
0: OK. All right. Well, I mean, I, I have to ask the mayor, you know, but I, it sounds to me like you've it's not just that one mention, but you've probably brought this up with him since then. And still not that, like Repeatedly. you say, that one napkin with crayon on it even would be adequate. So, OK,
1: All right. Repeatedly, but at the, at the same time, I don't I don't want this conversation to leave without um, like making sure everybody understands. I've, I've conveyed this to, uh, you know, D.C. as well. We're still going to work to get the funding. It's
0: just not making our jobs easier. Okay. I, what I, my ears hear the project is in jeopardy. That's what my ears hear, um, and it sounds like a relatively easy fix, even though I think I understand D.C.'s reluctance uh, because of the, you know, the worry about increased costs down yeah. the road, right? That's, he's saying, what if the project balloons to 20 or 25? Now we're on the hook for a massive chunk of change, and, but I get your point of view, too, that the state, I, I, can't, I, I, the state can't be more committed than the city.
1: Well, and I, and I totally understand his concerns and his misgivings. I, you know that, that those are completely understandable. He's got a different perspective from his vantage point at, at City hall. Um, like that's completely understandable. No harm, no foul. I don't blame you. I'm happy to go work on the millions of dollars the city's asking for every other project they're asking for. It's just on, on this is the only one that they won't commit to actually using the funds for the intended purpose. Okay. And and that's the only reason why I'm you know I'm I'm that's the only reason why there's some frustration here. It's just you're you're asking me for millions of dollars for the airport and you're committing to using that money if we get it for you to use it on the airport. Right. I just need the same commitment on this. Okay. Well,
0: like I said, we will talk with him about it, and um, I, you know, and and I appreciate. I'm sure the both of you see both of your sides, and then you know, the question is, well, is the decision going to be made to make the promise to use the money that way? Otherwise, we're going to have to do with this a, a little bit different way. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District Two. Alex, I always appreciate the time, and I appreciate the work that you do in Tallahassee on our behalf for the mounds and mounds and mounds of gold that they give you for being a state representative, uh, <laughs> and and the challenge it's of having it, to drive away from your newborn it. and. all of that. Uh, Thank you so much for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: Thanks, Andrew.